Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was shit. Hello, guys. <laughs> this is Jorge. And this is Viv. And welcome to the JV Show. Welcome. Uh, back, guys. Uh, so we'll start off with uh, Viv. How was your week? I had a really good week, actually. So the reason why my week was really good was because I... Wait one second. You just sounded like a high school or a junior high essay. An essay. I, I had a really good week, period. I had a good week because... Well, actually, that's <laughs> yeah, how you answer I, questions. That's a proper know, way of answering questions. But you know what I mean? It's like you try to pad the word the, the, <laughs> the word count. I looked it up before on, like, what is the proper way to answer a question or, like, how, do your, how should you formulate your basic responses? And that's what I learned. That's how you answer. That's the proper way of answering a question. Does it feel robotic sometimes? No, I think it's... I, okay. I like it. All right. All I like right. It. All right. Go on. It's like how to be a human 101. True. How true. to socialize. How to, you know. I don't like know that. how for the most part. Um. So the highlight of my last week was I went to Vancouver for five days. Nice. What'd yeah. you do? Uh, why'd you go and what'd you do there? So I originally went be- because it was supposed to be kind of a solo trip. I have a few friends there. And the last time I was in Vancouver, while we were eating sushi, they just happened to mention that last weekend there was going to be a volleyball tournament and a dj that was playing and they're like that would be so sick if you were here that weekend i was like you know what i can be so during that dinner i looked up flights flights were were really cheap really inexpensive it was like a 100 bucks and so i was like okay i'm down and i booked the flight right right then and there and was like all right i guess i'm coming that weekend i'm down to play volleyball i'm down to go see this dj so I signed up and then I told two of my friends about it and they were like, we've been talking about going to Vancouver. We're down to come along with you. So they booked plane tickets to come along for the whole five days. And then I told more friends about it and they were like, we're so down to play in this volleyball tournament. So then we had like a whole other like four people come and hang out with us. And it was a lot of fun so a trip that was originally supposed to be a solo trip became a clusterfuck in a small airbnb that we originally i was just gonna stay at my friend's place but then eventually we decided me and the two friends were going to book an airbnb that suited three people perfectly like it was really small but we're like that's fine but then when the other four people wanted to come we're all like Maybe we can fit all you guys in the Airbnb too. And so yeah. that Airbnb, when we went inside, it aside from the kitchen area, everywhere else was free sleeping space. Uh-huh. But and we were packed like sardines, but it was actually really nice. It was a lo- it was a lot of fun, even though the space was really small. Um, the first day, we we landed somewhere like at night or not at night, like in the evening, and. The itinerary was to go to the go to the Airbnb. The main itinerary was that at night we had reservations at this Korean barbecue place that was amazing, best Korean barbecue experience that I've ever had. And then wait, while wait, we wait, waited wait. for like certain people to just land, basically everyone was landing at different times. You haven't been to Gyubi on Bloor in Toronto, have you? I have not. Ooh, okay, that will probably rival that for sure. But this place, everyone said this. Everyone that ate there said this place was top-notch. Um, nice. But the unfortunate thing was, because of people's flight times and when people are landing, the last person to arrive 
was going to arrive at the same time as last call for this restaurant. So in advance, we called the restaurant. We were able to get a reservation. We told them about our situation and they allowed us to, they said that we can order in advance so that by the time we get to the restaurant, we'll have everything will be like there already and the restaurant can close their kitchen on time. So we, everyone looked at the menu. We ordered in advance and we were expecting to have everything we ordered be there when we got to the restaurant. But they told us that they had our reservations mixed up or basically had communication issues. And the person that took down our order did not communicate that to the kitchen staff to have that prepared in advance. So when the kitchen was ready to close, there was no way for them to basically make our hot dishes that we ordered. Oh, uh. They fucked you. Yeah. So when we got there, we could only order like purely K barbecue stuff and not like fried rice or anything on the side. Doesn't sound so good anymore. It was so good. But then they were, they also felt so apologetic that they gave us 10% off our entire bill. And they also gave us free drinks, like two free bottles of soju. And they gave the girls' table free shots. And they were just so kind and so accommodating that. I don't know. I think it was kind of worth it because we ate a lot. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then um, that night I tried hookah for the first time. Oh, how did it feel like? Um, we did the herbal one because I don't want to in intake Nick, and or everyone did the herbal one because no one wanted to in intake Nick, and it was like this whole trip. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just lucky or some sort of privilege of some sort. But like we kept getting freebies and upgrades in every single way. Like two two or one of our people got upgraded to first class for their plane ticket. And then at Korean Barbecue, like, yes, they did mess up. But then we also got like free drinks and free drinks on top of that and free drinks and a discount. And that night at Hookah, we got upgraded. We were like, oh, our booth is kind of squishy. Do you guys have just, can we just move to that slightly bigger table that no one is using right beside us? And they're going to say yes. But then they're like, we have a better idea. Do you guys just want to go hang out in the VIP lounge? Uh, and then we're at first we're like, uh, we don't know because we don't really want to pay for it. And then the guy was like, let me just show you and you, you can decide. And then I walked with him and I saw the lounge. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty nice. Because it was like a whole entire other area where they had balloons and flowers hanging out from the ceiling. Like it looked like you're in a fever dream by the way they decorated everything in that room. And when I saw the table and everything, I was just like, I'm going to be honest. How much is this going to cost? Like it's going to cost us extra. And he was like, no, it's on the house. I just want you guys to enjoy yourselves. Just sit here in the VIP lounge and you guys are covered for it. Like, you don't have to pay any extra. And I was like, sick. So we got a VIP lounge and it was so cool. Um, nice. Yeah. And That's like, sick. I don't think I had, like, it was an interesting experience for hookah, but I don't think I had enough fun that I would go there again. I mean, the, the nicotine would have helped. Oh, probably. Yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, that's one of the good things of hookah like that's what people go there for like nicotine is controversial but nicotine has allegedly some good brain effects oh interesting like some like professors would eat nicotine gum just to like stimulate their brain more Uh, yeah yeah. it's it's addictive but that's not like the bad part of cigarette oh i see it's the tobacco part it's the it's the processed part like all the shit other shit they put into it 
Oh, well, well, we did herbal, so there was none. But it was pretty fun. Nice. And then the next day, it was we had a volleyball tournament. That was not that fun, to be honest. Wait, did you guys get wrecked or? Um, like we lost. We, yeah, we got third in like the second bracket. Oh, damn. but then the reason why I didn't like it was because of the way that they organized it. So during round robins. You were allotted 20 minutes to play your game, and whoever gets the most amount of points at the end of the 20 minutes was the one that moved up. So it doesn't matter. You can get, like, 30 points, and as long as you have more points by the end of the 20 minutes, then you still win. Or if, if both people, if both teams only have, like, 12 points and 7 points by the end of the 20 minutes, then the 12-point person wins. And I think that kind of sucks because, like, even if you were... Because we normally play to 25, and if somebody happened to get to 25... And the other person was at 22. Then technically the 25 team won. But then if you still had like one minute and that 22 team got up to like 26, then 26 would win. I mean, it's just it's, it's about clutch points. or not. I know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Kind of sucks. And then the for the actual games, I also didn't like it because we played until we played to 21. And there was a fixed amount of time set for each game. And if you and it was best of three. So if you did not get your results after a best of three game or if you couldn't get the two best of three within a lot of time, then it's point differential. I mean, what else could they do other than have the tournament run super, super late? Right. I mean, like Like, a a lot more time, but I felt like it was definitely like a little rushed. Like I feel like they definitely could have planned it better and had more solid rules. Like play until you're done. Like these games, if you win by two or whatever, like they're, it's kind of like EVP games. I feel like they could have organized it that way better by like sets and games over time. It was large. It largely felt like it was time based over actual sets. Yeah, but maybe that's like that reflects on the price of the tournament too, right? Like possibly, yeah. But yeah, anyways, go on. Yeah, and then afterwards we had. Um. Oh, what did we eat that day? Oh, we went to. Oh, I don't remember. I'm looking at Taco Fino. Oh, I had Taco Fino. That was so good. Really that was good. The, the best. The chicken one was so good. Oh, I didn't try the chicken oh, one, but I, I always get fish tacos, oh. and their fish taco was freaking amazing. It was it's, the fattest, juiciest piece of fish I've ever had in my life. It's in a taco. Good, but their spicy chicken burrito is bomb. Burrito, uh, dude. It, the burrito was so man. fucking good. Damn, okay, I'll have to try that because the fish one blew me out of the water. <laughs> yeah, they were high as fuck when I got it last time. So, must it taste better? And then afterwards, we went to Gareth Emery, which is a techno DJ. And I'm not really into, I'm not into techno. I've never heard of this guy before my friends mentioned it. But then he's known for having really cool lasers at his show. And that's what I wanted to see. And I thought that like, oh, I figured that like, I would at least enjoy myself some way, somehow. And I thought that his music was not that great. And I put in, when I put in headphones or earbuds, I enjoyed his music more when I could hear it less, mm. which is which kind of sucks because I could hear less of his actual techno beats and his music and more of the bass, and that's how I enjoyed it more. It's kind of like kind of like you're more pleasant when you don't talk. <laughs> yeah, actually, and like I felt like the lasers didn't give me much more satisfaction by seeing them in real life, as opposed to seeing them or in comparison to seeing them online. So I don't think that one was completely un- not worth it. You suck, whoever that is. Yeah. And then afterwards, I believe we just went to Breca. 
For the next day? No, that night, like afterwards. Because that DJ ended at around 11. And then we all just hung out at the Airbnb, got Brecca, and just hung out. And it was a lot of fun. And then the next day, we went to Granville Island Market. That wasn't that special, in my opinion. It was a nice place. But... In comparison, the that was Christmas where, market. Wait, that's where I got your uh, the macaron mac, macaron oh. last time. There's a Granville Market. There's a place for that. Oh yeah, they wanted to see if they could get like the people that I went with. They wanted to see if they could get oysters shucked for them so they could eat oysters on the spot. Oh, okay. But apparently that place closed down, and so we got um, lobster rolls instead. Uh, and probably, that was that was alright. I feel like the overpriced. lobster was overcooked. Yeah. Oh. It was twenty five bucks. Yeah, overpriced Over, and not that. Yeah. yeah, that's why I find most times. But it was like my first time trying actual lobster rolls. Oh. So I was like, or second time. The first time would have been at McDonald's and like Loops. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's and Camus. But you know, I think most most time when I've had lobster rolls, like it's been not as good as expectation. I, I feel like you'd have to be in be like so good. you'd have to be in like Maine or something like there where they like catch fresh lobsters and yeah, like or make it yourself more, at home. More into it. Yeah, 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 something like that. Or one day, yeah. one day I'll make it. But the Christmas market Ooh. was Wait, did I tell you about this last year? Wait, did we talk about this last year? I think so. Yeah, yeah you can tell. It was good, right? It's so nice. Yeah. Genuinely one of the top five moments in my life actually wow okay the I mean, happiest moments of my life have a lot of these on the show so far no like like generally <laughs> top moments i legit had a whole moment to myself i told everyone to stop talking to me because i was like i'm 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 having a moment like in con i think it's it meant so much to me because in contrast i am somebody who absolutely loves christmas and the festive season and in comparison last year i absolutely hated christmas i didn't give a shit i was too depressed to care Yep, she but was. this year, I thought it was so cute. All the little, like, huts with all the I little thought, stuff. Okay. All the lights everywhere. And then there was live Christmas music playing. Um, It was not even that cold, like, at all. So, like, you could wear a good jacket and be cozy. But, like, you could be outside for hours and not be cold. I found some really cute Christmas cards that were Marvel and Harry Potter themed. And I collect, Chris- I collect cards. So I think that I thought that was really, really cute. And then they had there was a booth that sold mushroom soup and mushroom soup is like my freaking kryptonite. Okay, like I used to eat so much mushroom soup that my doctor had to tell me off of it. Yeah, that's with like fucking eggs and everything else. Yeah, it was eggs, celery and mushroom soup and mac and cheese, I would say were the ones. But those but like mushroom soup. Holy shit. That was so good. And then when I had that, I was like, this is probably like one of the highlights of my life honestly and then we all also rode on the merry-go-round so that was amazing when i went i thought the the shops were kind of average but i i didn't care too much about the stuff they were selling it's so cute to look at all the little shops yeah but the the food was actually i actually enjoyed the food there yeah food is pretty good what else did you get there other than mushroom soup um i don't remember but some people got a few things we just snacked here you have the korean fried squid that was so good what no i didn't they had a whole fried like a whole like the like the whole piece oh my goodness me me and joyce it was i was telling her like this might be one of the best thing we had in vancouver while we were there uh i didn't get any of the mulled wine like did you have that that's like the warm the warm wine they were selling but yeah yeah I, i think when i went it was it was a bit colder, but it was nice, and um, the food was good. The shops was okay, like Joyce bought some stuff, but I thought it was, eh, it was average. 
Mm-hmm. If you like Christmas markets, um, when Ooh. we went to Quebec City, that was so insane. Like, oh my god, I bet. Like, we, we, we didn't actually get to go to the Christmas market. Like They were just setting it up. But mm. it looks so cool. And like I'm actually going to try to find you. There's a store that only sells Christmas stuff. Ooh. And it was filled. It was like it was it looks so nice. I bet it was so cute. Oh, I'm looking at the dates for when it's open. And it's open right up till um Christmas Eve. So I'm gonna go back actually and try that. Cause I'll be there again. Try what? The mold wine? No, the squid. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they sell that, it this year. But there. last year they, they did. I'll be there again. Um, let's see so i'm gonna show you if i can figure this out yeah while you're looking that up aside from that we just drank a lot of coffee visit a lot of dessert shops that was a lot of fun ate a lot of sushi dude i swear they're like d they're like c tier sushi is our a tier sushi yeah it was all so good like if you get like b tier sushi there it's already amazing it's like super cheap and it's infinitely better than here and like even at the sushi restaurants, we got free drinks or free like at free like not Abby's. Yeah, we would get free drinks at the sushi places that we would go to too. So I thought it was really weird, but really nice surprise. We also went to this gallery called the Moon and Bat Gallery, and it kind of reminded me of, or I expected it to be like Team Lab Planets in Japan, whereas where Team Lab Planets is like huge. It's like a whole. A whole museum type of thing it's huge it's like actually really really big uh okay and I mean, each i'm looking at the picture each oh. room is about the size of like a small or a large gymnasium depending on which room you go to and i thought that this moon and back gallery would be kind of the same of course of less installations because it's in vancouver and not a huge thing in japan but it was actually really freaking small <laughs> Like, one of the rooms is supposed to look like you're standing in the middle of a galaxy or a universe. And the one at Team Labs that looks like this, where there's, like, literally the floor, the ceiling, the walls, everything's a mirror, and then you just have a shit ton of lights hanging all around. The one in Japan is huge. Like, that room is freaking huge. It's probably the size of, like, a half of EVP. That's pretty big. Yeah, but the one at the Moon and Back Gallery was like the size of my bedroom. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this Christmas shop I was trying to show you is called. Oh my god, it looks so cute. It's called La Boutique de Noël de Quebec. Oh, it's inside. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is just this isn't the market. This is just like a store oh, that's that dedicated be... to selling Christmas stuff. Oh, that's probably so cute. Uh, and they had all these like cutesy Christmas things, and yeah, it was a uh, it was a pretty sick. Wonder how they uh, do business wise during the rest of the year. Uh, I don't question, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I didn't get to go to this Christmas market, but they had all these like stuff set up, like they were getting it set up. Oh, that that photo kind of looks like what Vancouver's. Christmas yeah, market but looks like. It, like the feel is so different. Like the architecture in Quebec City is mm. so like European that it feels even more intense. Christmas. Ooh, I thought it was really nice how the Vancouver Christmas market was in the middle of downtown. So it was yeah. aside from the cute little huts that are actually a part of the market, you can see all the scribes, all the skyscrapers everywhere. And yeah. that looks so it's cool. next to the Orca, right? The yeah. Lego Orca whale. I, I that's that's like my big landmark. I think whenever <laughs> I think of that stuff. It would be so nice to go to um, Quebec during uh, Christmas. Yeah, like yeah, I think it's fucking. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the things I want to do for sure one day. 
Yeah, or like Switzerland or Scotland or someplace that really goes ham for Christmas. Or Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, I think. I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, why don't we search this right now? Best Christmas market. In the world? In the world. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. At one of the sushi places, um, we ordered oysters. And at first, I wasn't going to eat any. But then I tried one. I wasn't going to eat any because the last time I had oysters, <laughs> I got really bad food poisoning. Oh, so I'm a little scarred. Straight to the toilet. But <clears throat> when they ordered it, they were like, ooh, this tastes really good. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let one experience deter my other experiences of having oysters. And did, I tried wait, it, and it was so freaking good. Did you have two bathrooms in the Airbnb? Uh, there was one. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was a risk. Yeah, it was a big risk. But it was so good that I ended up eating three. Ooh, I was like, damn. Straight I see through. why people like oysters. Well, you never. I guess you did have it before. No, that. I've had I've had it before, but I don't think my experience of oysters has ever been like as amazing. Where I'm like, oh, I definitely would want another one. Wait, did you have any at LA? Or they actually, I don't know if they were selling any at the time. I, like, I didn't have any oh. in LA. That food market. You were in the food market where you guys got really fucking high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, I didn't have the, any then. The first time I went there, they had oysters shucking there, and they just like it's cheap and stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't have any then. Oh, I mean, I don't even know if you remember that market. I do. <laughs> Oh, check this out. In Ravina Gorge, Germany, their Christmas market. That looks so cute. Looks oh, insane. my God. Right under the train tracks, too. Yeah. I mean, apparently, this is the best one. Vienna, Austria's. Ooh. Edinburgh. Look, this is shit. There's that no snow. Look, yeah, like, there's no the fuck? snow. Valkenburg, the Netherlands. This just looks like very Viking or like <laughs> yeah. very intense. It looks like it's partially. <laughs> look at Washington, D.C. This looks like the most. That's so stupid. sad. That's literally a tent. Oh, Hong Kong looks pretty sick, actually. It's because of the big ass tree. Yeah, big ass tree. I mean, it doesn't fit in the in the like you don't see these trees there, right? <clears throat> oh, we all look. Vancouver, Canada is one of them. Damn, I support. It was pretty fucking. Cologne, Germany. Look, look at that. Cologne. Cologne. Look, doesn't that look so cool? Wow, right with the with beautiful. the church right behind it. Yeah. Birmingham, UK. Oh, that well, the cool. Birmingham one looks like the Vancouver one. Oh. I mean, Spain so would be warm there yeah. at the time, I assume. San Francisco. <laughs> the fuck is that? Ooh. Yeah, it was, a lot of, it was a lot of fun. That was a really great trip. And then right after we landed, um, because we had, we had a friend that was in town, he, that came with us on the trip, he was just like, you guys want to go to Activate afterwards? Like, he left the trip on sunday but we stayed until or i stayed until me and a few other friends stayed until tuesday and then he was leaving on t like tuesday night or wednesday or wednesday morning or something like that and he was like hey do you guys want to go to activate and have dinner with a lot of the other friends and i was like sure so right after we got off the plane he came to pick us up and drove us straight to activate <laughs> Oh, nice. Like, wait, on dinner. Tuesday when you came back? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Nice. It went straight to Activate, and that was also a lot of fun to play. I think it's a lot of fun to go to Activate with different groups because everyone has different, like, physical abilities. Yeah. I still haven't went. I still haven't been there yet. What? We should go. I think you'd really enjoy it. I'd be pretty competitive, I think. I think it's good. Good to be competitive. There's a Squid Games-like game oh. that I think it's a lot of fun. Wait, is it just a shooting one? Um, No, it's where... You're in a room and there's four eyes on each wall of the room. And then you have a whole bunch of buttons on like the bottom part of the room. And the game is that there's a TV screen and you're supposed to 
go find the buttons that spell out the word that you're given. But at a certain time, each round, one of the eyes will glow red and you have there's a giant pillar in the middle and you have to go hide from that eye mm. else you lose lives. I thought it'd be like stabbing each other in a giant bunk bedroom. I mean like the first one the red, red light green light game oh, okay, that's okay. what it's more like and then like the higher the level you go up to the the eye will change so it might be the one eye it might be the other eye your time gets shorter the mm. words gets longer it's a lot of fun nice I'd love to try one yeah, day yeah. that was mainly my week nice that sounds like a very eventful and interesting week it was how was your week uh it was very not eventful and not interesting uh didn't do too much during the week just work and usual stuff actually today was probably the busiest day i've I've had in a long time so today i pretty much almost completed all my christmas shopping whoa it was all mostly mostly online i have not started yeah i was just thinking like man if there's any deals today is probably the best day because it's black friday and all that stuff i should probably look yeah, so I spent like a lot of monies today, uh, and then I went to Costco, bought like two hundred some dollars of liquor because I have some parties coming up and stuff. So yeah. I just bought a lot of liquor. Um, yeah, so I just bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, what a party animal! Almost shut the fuck up. <laughs> almost <laughs> finished all my uh, Christmas shopping, and then I went uh, bouldering at Blocks with my friend. Ooh, uh, so that was pretty fun. It's very um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. It's still pretty fun to climb. What number uh, problem? I have fours. So like V fours is what I'm working on. I mean like I can flash threes, but I can't do fours. Like fours are kind of I tough. see. Interesting. Yeah, and then um Static ones? No, I've done some dino ones. It's fun. Ooh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um and then after that we I went to have lunch with Izzy and another old co-worker that i used oh, to work nice. with nice yeah that was fun we just went to Kotohe and just had like south days. yeah yeah, yeah whoa I, I oh my god i could have seen you today no we went late we went like 1 30 oh yeah I, oh i went to go get my lunch around 1 1 15 ish yeah okay well, good thing good thing i see you there oh, thank you um and then afterwards we or afterwards i went to do a workout because i need to get something in because i have a busy not busy but like like the more i do now the more relaxed my weekend can be Mm -hmm. i think so i went to do that and then i can't and then i had to go buy my um bouldering pass at this other place i thought i had to do it in person but i didn't have to so i just ended up leaving because they had like a super long lineup so i just bought that online i spent like a lot of monies today like a stupid amount i spent four hundred dollars on the bouldering place holy but that's because like they have a deal where it's like uh buy 10 punch pass get five for free so you get like a 15 punch pass for the cost of 10 Cost you four hundred bucks. I bought thirty, uh, punch pass. Holy! So that should last me a whole year. Uh, and so it's, you're saving money in the long run. Yeah, in the long run, I'm saving a lot of money. But like today, in general, I just spent like a lot of money on gifts and all these other things. Mm. Uh, and then after that, I got home, and then I just had to prep for the podcast coming up. So I was pretty tired. Like I think I took like a twenty minute nap before I could do anything. I was oh, just shit. pooped. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and then this weekend should be interesting. Just hanging out nothing too crazy just watching a movie and just i think finishing up some christmas shopping and then should be good oh nice yep i hate shopping so i'm glad most of this was all online i also hate shopping i guess yeah. i should get a start on that yeah if I, it's just uh, yeah not not a fan at all not a fan but yeah that was uh that was my week not too interesting but uh i know after this weekend i think we have like event every single week until after yeah, christmas yeah so. fuck it's 
I'll get so yeah, busy. We fucking, we're gonna have to work around our podcast schedules and shit. Yep. So, anyways, uh, this week's topics kind of interesting. We are talking about what are we talking about, Viv? We're talking about your life's purpose. What is so? Your life's what purpose? do you think makes your life worth living? What do you think you're put on this earth for? Ooh, okay. And why do you think you should live? <laughs> you know what I mean. Viv's very cryptic, so you know, gotta watch out for this. Basically, song. like, what's a central motivating thing in your life? Do you want to start with that? Allows you to get yourself up in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Um. For me. Answer. It's um. What do you think is the life? Fuck purpose? bitches get. Money. money let's go fuck bitches get money that's let's the one. go thanks for coming on our podcast yep that's <laughs> it no uh so i think mine okay so a while back i kept talking about this one book it's called what colors your parachute yes um it's by who's gonna call it uh richard bowles or whatever and Luke i think <laughs> i think people actually have written like or created full courses like they like i wouldn't say scam but like they create a full course off this book and people will come and pay them and they'll like teach them all these things that they learned mm-hmm. uh, honestly if you go through the book i think it's you're already learning way more than a course can i mean like a course might help but i think it's just like a lot of copium when you go to those type of courses they just tell you like oh it's okay you're, you're doing fine uh but this book is great and i actually want to do eventually a full podcast just about this book but there is one section of the book that kind of reminds me of this specific topic, and it's pretty much purpose. So in this book, I'm trying to find the page because I lost it trying to find the fucking author. But it, pretty much in this uh, book, it just says that there um, there's different petals to your flower and all this stuff. But pretty much what one of the thing is is purpose. Like, what is your purpose in your life, right? And they give you some examples. Uh, and like, I think they have nine core purposes. That is what the book says. There is, there's like nine core ones. Uh, I'm struggling to find it. I, I promise I had this already. And then I had to go see where the author is and I lost my page. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, but pretty much they, they call it different spheres, right? So, um, I'll just show you the diagram here. There's nine core ones, and then this is what your purpose may be. So I just want to go through all of these before I tell you what mine is. I think mine and yours may be the same, if not close. Um, so the first sphere is the sphere of senses. And so like a lot of these are really convoluted, so we'll, I think we should talk about each one as we go through it. So pretty much uh, what they're saying is that I think for the most part they're saying a lot of the stuff I've, said before is like on your deathbed what do you want to see in your life right like who, who do you want to be right so the sense of the sphere of senses is saying the question pretty much you have to ask yourself is when you have finished your life here on earth do you want there to be more beauty in the world because you were here if so what kind of beauty entrances you is it art music flowers photography painting staging crafts uh clothing jewelry or what so pretty much they're saying that if your purpose in life is the sphere of senses, you want to create these beautiful artwork is what I believe, or forms of art is what your goal is, right? So like some people's goal is to just be like either in music or creativity and like arts or whatever it might be, right? And that might be their purpose. Um, so I think obviously like being a photographer, a painter, any of that stuff is like within this realm of purpose. 
Uh, what do you think of this sphere of the senses? Okay, so I used to think that my purpose in life was more aligned with, I guess it seems like it's kind of aligned, but maybe not. Um, I think of myself as a number. So I'm literally just a number in a population. I haven't done anything to really make a mark in the history of humankind or Wait, human evolution. What and number do you think you are? Zero. <gasps> I think I'm eight zero zero eight six nine six nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm number six nine six nine six nine. But like in Sorry, terms that, of, that number's reserved for Johnny Sins only. No, I am Johnny <laughs> no, Sins. Shit. This is my new occupation, Vivian Corn. Um in terms of yeah in terms of myself i see myself as literally just a number in a population and when i die literally nothing's going to change really and so i used to think that i wanted something to change or wanted to leave a kind of mark in human history when i die so something like win a nobel peace prize or make a significant contribution to research or technology or something like that or and fuck a president if that's your thing, man, go, go <laughs> not right me, ahead. but I'm just saying, like, that'd be something. But I'm not sure if that aligns so much with this category specifically, because this one seems like it's specific to the arts. I, I think it's um, it's very specific to people who want to create art for the sake of creating art, not for like any profitable purposes, and not actually caring about other people's enjoyment of it. Like they just want to create something that they believe will make the world more beautiful afterwards. Yeah, I don't really care for that. And I think it's it like it's very specific to like very creative. So like a painter, a musician, but like not even just musician. So there's another one here that I think can also fit in as a musician, but I feel like some like producers, like you know how producers care so much about the sound, like literally just the sound. Yeah. Like they're literally doing all the like the drum and the background, all that stuff. Like they they only care about that. And then like photography, painting, staging, like all of this is very like theatrical and very like beauty intense, right? Yeah. Um, I this is obviously not me. I I, I can give two shits. My designs are all blocky and stuff, so I don't really care. Uh, but yeah, no, I think if that's your purpose in your life, this is one of the spheres that could lie into it. So the next one is the sphere of the body. So the question would be: When you have finished your life here on Earth, do you want there to be more wholeness? fitness or health in the world more binding up of the body's wound and strength more feeding of the hungry and clothing of the poor because you were here what issue in particular uh i think this is actually like a lot that it entails right now i think it includes um includes like being a doctor uh but it also includes like being a fitness humanitarian person. too yeah. um I don't know if I would resonate with this one. No, but because I, when I see, it's like when I see people who I can help, like when it says more feeding of the hungry or clothing of the poor, I definitely think that you shouldn't throw away your clothes and you should donate it instead. Or that if you have free time, maybe you should do that, do some volunteer work or spend time just helping others out. I definitely think that's something that people should do, but I don't think I do that because that's my life's purpose. I just think that's a good thing to do f to be like a quality human being. Yeah, I think one thing I want to note, like I don't want to tie in life's purpose with um, occupation, but it's kind of like easier to see it that way. Yeah. Uh, so if I were to tie it in, it'd be something along the lines like this would be like a nurse, a doctor, um, a trainer or something like that. 
and yeah, it's or I don't know, some humanitarian. Uh, okay, yeah. So I think that would be the main occupations with it, but obviously you don't need that occupation to have this uh, purpose in life. Uh, actually, another good one would be like yoga instructor and all that stuff. I think just someone who's very connected to the body and stuff, and wanting others to feel that. Um, the next thing is the sphere of our possessions. This one's, I think, a little controversial, but it's kind of interesting. So the question would be, is your major concern the often false love of possessions in this world? When you have finished your life here on Earth, do you want there to be better stewardship of what we possess as individuals, as a community, as a nation in the world because you were here? Do you want to see simplicity, quality rather than quantity, and a broader emphasis on the word enough rather than on the words more, more? If so, in what areas of human life in particular? So this one like kind of directs like way off from just an occupation now. It's almost like like I can actually see some engineers being in this sphere of possession. Like you want things to just be better. Uh, you just want um people to have better quality things rather than more waste uh i think even some like there's another one for environmentalists but i think some people could fit into this it's kind of weird because like like possession sounds very like materialistic yeah but i think it's different i think the way they word it is a little bit different like yeah you might have a false love of possession but like some people truly enjoy like stamp collectors they truly enjoy having that like those things and yeah. it just makes them happy right like it's not necessarily about the materialistic part that we would naturally assume comes with somebody who puts a lot of value on their positions but it's kind of like the craft that goes behind these possessions that they really value yeah and like on top of that like again it might sound materialistic but some people just legit enjoy making money like they just love like increasing whatever yeah. sum and i think like i it sounds bad to people, but I have no problem with that. Like, if you're just money hungry, like that's what you love, and that's fine. Like, people love different things, and people have different pro different purpose. You don't know how they are, how they feel, unless you're in their shoes, right? So, but I, I do think the whole like, do you want simplicity and quality? I think that's very cool. I think it's like, it's almost like if you were a mechanic or like a tradesperson, and you like to see everything in order in its right place. When you're like, you know what I mean, like yeah. when you're building a system, you want to see everything in its right place, nicely organized and labeled and shit. I think this is kind of a sphere of possession. Like I know possessions go away, but it's that that quality is really nice feeling, and I I feel like I kind of get some of that, right? Like when I'm doing a project, if everything's just nice and neat, or like when I'm cooking, I love it when my kitchen's like. Very, very clean yes oh, yes I get that. very like i like i'm a very how do you say like i don't like having a lot of things i'm not very materialistic like i have a very like simple i like less things type of thing so i can see why some people are very into this well, i can see that like i i'm also somebody who doesn't like having a lot of stuff yeah and when things are neat and tidy like when you said like you don't that like that people have people like having their kitchens really clean and it's like less stuff i i attributed that to like less chaos and even though i think that a little bit of chaos in actual life is a lot of fun or it just makes life more entertaining um in terms of my brain space i like to keep it very organized like i try and physically organize everything in my brain like when i talk about meeting other people and getting to know other people I it, to me it's like I have a folder of you in my head 
And every single interaction or observation or information that I have of you, I put it in that folder and I organize it as such. Or if I have like literally like any aspect of brain space or memory that I need to use in my brain, I organize that some way, somehow physically on my computer. So like with like even with my music, I organize most of my songs into playlists so I know like what kind of vibe I can go for when I listen to certain songs and then like when it comes to places that I like to eat or trips or diary entries or even like grocery shopping or things I need to do or how my room is organized I have it all on like google sheets yeah super organized yeah I mean, for me, it's just the thing I love best is like having less stuff, but the stuff I do have is just very high in quality mm-hmm. and just works. Yeah. But uh, this is so, all, to be honest, this isn't my actual sphere, but I, I can see why people would like this. Yeah. I don't think that would be my life's purpose. So I just think it's a very convenient way of organizing my life. Yeah. Um. So the next one is the sphere of the will or conscience. So the question is, when you have finished your life here on earth, do you want there to be more morality, more justice, more righteousness, more honesty in the world because you are here? In what areas of human life or history in particular and in what geographical area? So I think this one is more tied into um, like a lawyer, a cop, even criminals because criminals think they have their own type of justice. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like like when they're, yeah. especially in like very shitty, corrupt uh, countries, like the criminals are actually almost the cops kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So, but this is more of like human rights type of thing, I think. Um, and I think some people, like, I mean, they they deserve to be there, right? Because like, they're pushing for a very noble cause that has very little like um, actual payout other than your conscience, right? Yeah. Um, but that's not me either. I, I mean, just I just live my life, man. Justice is justice. It's not up to me sometimes. I mean, unless there's a fifth one, I think I would relate to this There's more. There's nine. Okay. Yeah, there's there's nine of them. Yeah. Uh, So the next one is the sphere of the heart. So when you have finished your life here on earth, do you want there to be more love and compassion in the world because you are here? Love or compassion from whom or for what? So uh, again, this isn't mine, but I, I see like people just love a lot. I don't know. Like some people are just really caring. Like especially I think like people who work in um like senior centers and stuff. Like, some of the good nurses, oh, man, like, they just fucking care too much. It breaks my heart sometimes. Like, yeah. especially when they get fucked over by the system or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah. But just in general, like, love, like, I don't know. Not to bash on the housewives out there, but, you know, some people just like to be a good housewife, you know? And they just <laughs> love their family and they just love love their husband, their family, and all the all, all that, right? Um, What do you think about this? I mean, I do think that could legitimately be someone's purpose in life is just to love, right? Like a Jeebus type of thing. Mm, out of all of them, this is what I was going to say for the last one. I was going to say for the somebody, instead of somebody wanting more justice, more righteousness, more honesty, more morality in the world, I think I resonate more with having there be more love and compassion and happiness in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think it's nice. I definitely don't uh, have, I mean, I'm not as strongly related to this because I have really shit empathy, but I mean, I also think the purpose of life kind of changes over time too. Like oh yeah, as for you sure. grow, so it could be a sphere in my like. I feel like if I ever had kids, this is definitely something that would grow a lot more of influence in my life. 
Uh, so the next one is the sphere of entertainment. So when you have finished your life here on Earth, do you want there to be more lightening of people's loads, more <laughs> giving them perspective, more helping them to forget their cares for a spell? Do you want there to be more laughter in the world and joy because you are here? If so, what particular kind of entertainment do you want to contribute to the world? Uh, so this one's actually really interesting. Uh, when I was talking to my friend about it, he actually, so he's a coder and he actually associated himself to the sphere of entertainment because Ooh. he wanted to do uh, game development and yes. he thinks that like games are for entertainment and he wanted to like entertain other people with the games that he wants to create one day, right? Um, so it's a very like out of balance because when you think of this, you think of like, you know, um, the comedian, the the movie like the the actors in movies and stuff they they give their their life or their life purposes for entertainment of others right kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, but it was an interesting take when he told me about it i was like oh that's cool you're you're like i guess you could be creative but at the same time you think of it more of a way of how do i create this to entertain these other people yeah that's really interesting i mean you could say so too in like engineering like what if i was engineer what if i was working in a company that creates slides right like my goal actually would be to entertain people because like that is the metric of how I discover if a slide is good or not, like a water park slide, right? Yeah. Or like a roller coaster design or something like that. Okay. So the next one is the sphere of the earth. So is the planet on which we stand your major concern? When you have finished your life here on earth, do you want there to be better protection of this fragile planet, more exploration of the world or the universe exploration, not exploitation? more dealing with its problem and its energy because you were here? If so, which problems or challenges in particular draw your heart and soul? It's pretty much the, like the tree hugger type of thing, but like the environmentalists, um, I mean, not even just envir- environmentalists, I think like even farmers kind of fit into this sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, into it, but pretty much your connection to the world, like the earth as nature as is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would even say like people who are like fishermen and stuff could possibly be here because it's as part of you know what they survive on right yeah but uh this is not mine either i i unfortunately do not i don't want to say that i'm relating to every single one because i have not related to everyone but i think this one seems more relatable to what i think my actual purpose if you're to think about purpose in terms of like career or what you kind of want to do with your life yeah this would align more so with mine because as i've mentioned before i don't really care about um the human race in that way and I think that I would rather live to see human advancement in technology, medicine, engineering than to have actual humans live on. So I think that when it when it says that, do you want there to be better protection of this fragile planet or more exploration of the world or the universe? I 100% support and would love to be a part of more exploration of the universe. Yeah. And to solve things in like physics and like energy crisis and finding out if humans can be a multiplanetary species because I think all those come hand in hand. That's I think what would. I think you have an ET fetish. Drive me, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> you like that little creep? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I so none of these are mine yet. So mine hasn't come up yet. Um, and I don't really relate to this one to be honest. So that's just my take on it. But yeah. Okay. So the next one is the sphere of the spirit. So when you have finished your life here on earth, do you want there to be more spirituality in the world, more faith, more compassion, more forgiveness, more love for God and the human family and all its diversity because you are here? 
If so, what ages people or with what parts of human life? If this is you, then your sense of purpose is pointing you toward the sphere of the spirit, or if you prefer the kingdom of God. Jesus. I mean, I think they put this very generally because most religions have some type of God in it. Yeah. Uh, not all of them, but it's pretty much... Well, which religion doesn't have a God? Uh, uh, Buddhism doesn't have oh, a God. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. It's an atheist uh, religion. But yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, this is... I can see how people can overlap a lot of these, but I think if you're very into the sphere of the spirit, you almost have to do like something in... The religion right either of its religious studies or be a priest or some some random stuff like that or just be very involved in that community right because sometimes like you can't really make money off of that stuff yeah so you have to work a full-time job but be very involved in your church um i am very involved in i mean i'm sure if you're really involved in your church your church can pay you because churches make a lot of money that's is that a conspiracy theory <laughs> it could be. Maybe it's just because they're no. Maybe they, they do make a lot of money. They just don't know. You know. Maybe they have to use it to influence specific politicians to give them more money. True. Lobbying. I would uh, do actually, that if I was a church. I mean, I would do the fuck out of it. I would exploit all the hookers and shit. And just, yeah, I mean, it'd be a shitty religion, but whatever. But yeah, that's not really like I don't know. I'm religious, but that's not really my purpose, in my opinion. Um, that's just what it is, I guess. So this last one is mine. So I'll, I'll explain this one. The sphere of the mind. So when you have finished your life here on Earth, do you want there to be more knowledge, truth, or clarity in the world because you were here? Knowledge, truth, or clarity concerning what in particular? So I think I've said this many times. Like I feel like my life purpose has always been like for the sciences and for discovery and for advancement and all that stuff. Uh, to the core of like. I don't know, like, I would trade in a lot of stuff in my life for that. So it's, like, I think for sure my, like, I think the truth to stuff is, I don't know, it just makes it objective. Like, I think the most hardest things to explain are subjective things. So, like, truth to things just makes it more clear and easier. And I'm passionate about, like, sciences. I, like, unfortunately, I don't know the exact topic I want to, like, dedicate my life to. But I do know it's something in that realm I've always like thought of myself like going into like full-time academia or something just to explore this mm. not to be an echo chamber Shut but the fuck up. <laughs> i said it first it's either the fear of the the sphere of the earth one or the sphere of the mind one because like i said knowledge over everything i don't care about human life i don't care about all this stuff i just want the knowledge i, I mean i still learn you know i still care about it's just i don't know i just think that it's so cool and I, I just want to be like a like an expert at something and I think that's kind of my my goal and stuff. But I mean all this can overlap. So these are just examples of what possible purposes of in life. Um and that's why I want to present this in this book cuz I think it's super cool. So it's what colors your, your parachute. But mm. um but yeah, there's these nine different spheres and pretty much in this book you kind of figure out um it's kind of like a help you get a job book, but then if you can't get a job, then it's more like, "Hey, let's do some self-exploration. Like what do you actually want?" Because that's usually the question that people can't answer, right? Yeah. Um. So what else do you have for the purpose of your life? Do you... Okay, I wanted to ask, like, how do you think different things contribute to someone finding the purpose of their life? So, like, some people think that the purpose... This kind of goes along ha- hand in hand with what you were just asking just now or what we were just exploring just now with the spheres. 
Some people find their purpose in their career, their relationship, self-love, personal goals, or just experiencing lives. If we were to go a little bit off track, but kind of along the same lines of the sphere ideology, which one would you say yours is? Would it would it be career, relationship, self-love? Like what? I think that there can also be like more than one purpose in your life. Just basically the things that drive you every day to keep going or to do better or to progress in life what would you say yours would be and like why or what are the details behind it like career relationship self-love personal goals just experiencing life like for me I think mine would be a lot of self-love like I think it's I think a large part of my life I've spent reflecting and trying to navigate learning how like who I don't want to say who I am because I feel like who you are is someone something that you can constantly change, but more so understanding how how a human being works and how I work as a human being. So I would say self-love or like self just understanding myself would be a huge life purpose and I think the other one would be career because I think that like I don't understand when people are able to work decades in a job that they don't like because you spend most of your time doing that so you might as well do something that you love and I think that I am riddled with passions and hobbies to a point where it's almost like annoying (laughs) like I do have my main interests but I think that I have so many interests that sometimes it's it's kind of crippling to pick one thing to do for the rest of your life but I think that like career would be a huge one because I think that if I were to allot a lot of my time to something and dedicate my time and energy to something, I'm the type of person that goes all in or nothing. And so when it comes to career, I would want my career to be something that I absolutely love. And so I would say my life purpose would be a mix between understanding how Viv works and who Viv kind of is or like who I am as a human being and how I want to carry myself as a human being but also career I would say those are my two kind of like main life purposes or life goals or things that I kind of use to drive myself every day uh yeah I can see that in you Uh, I think mine would be for world peace and all the kids not starve anymore Shut the hell up. You don't Whoa, care hey, about that. Come on, man. This is my if some purpose. some kid was just like, hey, you want a subway or I could feed my village? You might just be like, but what's in the subway, though? I'd be like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a fan of beggars. You're going to have to do something for it. <laughs> uh, no, I think mine, I mean, it's going to sound similar to yours, but I, I think mine's a lot different. Uh, I think mine's a lot ego, a lot of ego and... Yeah, it's kind of fucked, but I I think like as much as I hate it, I think that's what it is. So like I I really want like a really good career. I want like to be literally an expert at something. I think that's really cool to be like a subject matter expert and to learn more and to get like pretty much I thought about it. I was like, okay, if it's a career, why is a career? What do I want to do? And in my career, I want to advance. I want to gain knowledge. I want to become like the top whatever in something. As soon as I said, I want to become the top whatever in something like top three in bioengineering or something like that right that's instantly ego right that's instantly like 
like without a doubt that's for sure is it ego or is it a measuring oh measuring tool to see how successful I, you are i mean it is but i it, it could be a measuring tool but i think um like i think what you have to think about is what you want to become and a lot of times what you want to become is your role models and uh the role models i want are the people who are very respected because they're very knowledgeable but are very compassionate people still um, but the respect part is what I want from that. And and because of that, I feel like that's a lot of ego, right? Like I want the respect of knowing something. I feel like it's so cool to be a titan of your industry. So like you're literally top five of this specific topic in the world. Like you're a titan of that. Like you're literally the best of the best. I feel like uh, I really want that. I feel like I can like achieve that goal if I can find out exactly what that is. Um, and so like I would say yeah it's it's career if you're gonna ask me but then I feel like that feeds into the ego a bit um I think it'd be like a mix of that and then I don't know it's like it's almost like I compartmentalize my life and my life's purpose like I want that I want that respect and that honor and stuff like that but I also want to be like a compassionate person and a giving person because uh I don't care for um I mean okay people are going to doubt when i say this but like i don't actually care too much about like gaining a, a lot of money like it literally my money in my opinion is very relative it's real it's relative to how i live right so if i live like a student then i don't need a lot of money if i live more expensively then i need more money right mm -hmm. but like the actual sum and the number to me only matters relative to how um my life is going and if it's going bad then that means i just need less right uh so then it's like if I were to say career, then you can think about money, but I kind of take that out of it. So it's literally just the knowledge and the respect side of the career. And then ideally the compassionate side of being a nice person, like just being a good person. So like, I don't care about the giving part and I just want to be a titan of my career, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's, in my opinion, that's my life purpose. Uh, but I think this change, and like I said, I think I've said I said it before. Like, if I ever get a kid, this might change completely. Like, it might just become sphere of heart at that point. It might just be love, like love for you know who that thing is. And I think that actually might happen. Like, I that's I think I can do like both at the same time. Like, I'm very optimistic of my abilities and what I can do. But I do think at one point in my life, if I do ever you know start a family or anything, that family I will give my life too. But at the same time, I can still become the titan I want to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's, that's I think, my purpose. This is what I think my purpose is, at least. Mm -mm. Do you think that people, okay, in these certain fields, what would you say your purpose would be? Like, what do you look for in, like, I think you've already covered career. What would be your purpose with having a relationship or like your final goal with self-love or personal goal or personal goal for what you would like to experience like for example um for me i wouldn't say this is a life purpose because i don't see how that's in my hands for a relationship wise i don't have any goals to get married or to have kids or anything because i believe that that's not in my hands or something that i can control because i would only want to get to that stage if i found somebody to get there and i can't control finding somebody to be at that stage so you're saying like 
if your purpose is just one thing, how does relationship play into your life if your purpose is not for that, right? Like, yeah. how does it? How does it affect you? How does it play into your life? I yeah. think. Or what are your personal goals with these other aspects that are other people's purposes? Um. So, specific for relationship, I think. Uh, I think becoming some something great or someone great or like accumulating a lot of knowledge is very uh, difficult on one side of your brain. And you kind of like this is it's almost like a balance act. Like I think relationships really help you ease out of that and become like more of a whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as much as it is important to like activate your mind, it's also important to um, rest properly. And I think relationship for your brain is like, um i mean meaningful relationship is a rest like for me i'm a bit of an introvert so like like spending time with specific people is a rest for me but the rest like everyone else so like for like five or six people spending time with them is uh literally makes me happier and makes me feel more rested and then everyone else it's like dog shit like uh the more time (laughs) i spend with you like it's great we're having fun but i get more tired kind of thing yeah uh, so that's that's what I think that role plays in in my life. It, although it's not the purpose, it's like it's like one of the pillars that can support the main pillar. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, when I look at relationships in life, like I because I don't see it as something that I can control, it's not something that I factor into my life per se. So when I think about what my life's purpose is in terms of like self love and career, which would be the ones that I would. Or self, I don't want to say self discovery because that seems like I'm going to one day like be gay. Yeah, turn into a lesbian. (laughs) But like in terms of relationships, because I see it as something I can't control, it's not something that I can see in my future when I view my future in terms of like my career and my self love, self discovery goals. Wait, why, why, why don't you think you can control it? Because you can't control that you're going, it's not within my hands to make myself meet somebody that I feel really aligned with in order to be in a relationship with. Like, I feel like those things just come naturally or like it happens or it doesn't happen. I, I have a different thought. Like, that. I can't force myself to meet somebody. Like, if, if it was really in my hands, then t- technically tonight I could be like, okay, I'm going to go to this place and I am going to go find the love of my life. And that is not something that I can do because I can say that I'm going to that place that is within my control. But to say whether the love of my life is going to be at the place that I will be and that we will talk and click and connect and have all that work out, that's not really within my control. So I, that's why I say it that way. I, I, I kind of disagree on this. I think, Whoa, I, I think um, like what you're saying is logical, but I think there's a part that's missing. I think that you... Um, you becoming a better person and you okay so there's just two parts one is you haven't gotten into a relationship yet i think you becoming a better person and putting yourself out there is the same as uh like you ever heard of the saying uh luck is where preparation meets opportunity oh oh shit yeah so, so like, it, like so, so like luck can't be controlled but preparation can be like so the opportunity portion of luck cannot be completely controlled but the preparation part of luck can be controlled is kind of like how it says right so that's why like they say luck is a, a, a intersect of preparation and opportunity so i still think there's way to prepare yourself like if you want to if you want to one day meet a specific type of person like 
what kind of person do you want to be? Like, what's your value? Like, why would that type of person ever want you, right? So, like, if you grow yourself in a way to to really blossom in those ways, then when you do meet that person, the chances of you guys actually connecting will become much higher. So that's when you're not in a relationship. And I think when you're in a relationship, like actively working on how do I become a better person as myself? Because obviously this person fell in love with who I am. So how do I become a better version of me? But also Mm -hmm. how do I become more compassionate and empathetic and like know what they're doing? So like, I don't agree with you because I think that there is still something you can do, but I agree that it's not like a logical, I can go there and then this will be done. But it's more of a, okay, I can work on this. And then when opportunity comes, the chances are now much, much higher. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's just my thoughts on the relationship side though. So Yeah, I can see that because it's like if you're not ready for it, you don't have an open mind towards it, then it's not going to happen regardless if it's in your hands or not. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah you think it's not in your hands but if you're all if you're always closing yourself off then yeah it's it's not like i mean you're it's almost like a self-sabotage destiny type of thing right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then if you're i don't know like willing to be out there and you're actually working on those traits then it's kind of like okay like this is this is where things get interesting right mm-hmm. because you're in a relationship right now how do you think that affects your life's purpose do you think that comes into play that's a part of your life's purpose now uh yes i think it does so it's not my main purpose in life but i think um my career is i wouldn't say restricted but like there are some things i think about right like it's not restricted as in i think currently my partner is very willing to go wherever i need to go to fulfill that um but that's still a little bit of a burden at times. But then yeah. at times it's almost like one realm of my brain that I don't have to be stressed about. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, you want to be a whole person. And if I'm only working on my career, I would feel very lonely and uh, having like a compassionate partner and like having a side outside of my career to be able to spend time with them. Then it kind of, I don't know, like it indirectly helps me in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like like i said i think it's just like a pillar that like it's one of the foundations that will help me become what i want to become like i want to become what my role models are which are very like interesting and respectful people right yeah uh so i think being nice to people is part of it too right and i think it starts with your closest people i agree yeah so i'm i mean like it's not it sucks because like when we say what's your purpose in life people always think there's only one answer but i think it's like yes you have your main purpose but like everything else is kind of like the supporting cast of it and without the supporting cast the main goal like even if you get there you won't be happy Mm. if that makes sense i agree because you're lacking the other things yeah like like although this is your main purpose and you probably have like the highest achievement in this you still need the supporting cast to become a whole person it kind of reminds me of one of the friends that we share if I were to guess, I would assume that he would say that his life, life's purpose would be in relationships and finding a relationship like the one. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that other things may not be our life's purpose, but they're kind of like the supporting cast. Because recently the topic of the, there was a topic of conversation that came up where 
I was trying to discuss with this friend. Okay, discussing the word. I was talking with this friend about my opinions with his, how he views relationships. And I felt like because it seems like a relationship or finding the one is his life's purpose, he doesn't find the value in other relationships such as like friendships and stuff. I and think how he doesn't see how those are very, very important supporting roles as well. I think I know who you're talking about. I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's very obvious. Yeah. I think. But I think it's, uh, I mean, okay. Like it's rude to say because I don't live that person's life, but I think it's a little bit naive when you think like that, because, uh, like I said, the whole like preparation opportunity thing, preparation could also mean like, surrounding yourself with the right people right yeah like surrounding like surrounding with yourself with people who are i mean okay most people surround themselves with like-minded people but if they want to upgrade in life they have to surround themselves with other people right that's just i mean i think galley once told us it's like you're the average of the five people you hang out with right yeah fuck. <laughs> right? so then uh fuck i gotta, it keeps reminding me i gotta get a new group of friends fuck, <laughs> fuck you <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I think it matters because that that's literally like that one line from Galley already says why it matters, right? Like your supporting cast will dictate what kind of person you meet, right? Yeah. Because like, why would? I mean, it's very stereotypical, but like, why would the jock hang out with the nerds, kind of thing, right? Mm. Like, why would they hang out with your group if if you want to end up dating the jock or something, then? For whatever reason, like whatever innate reason, then you have to become something that they want to hang out with and they want to be with, right? Yeah. And that and that includes your supporting cast too, right? So, I mean, the same person I've talked to, I don't know. Like, I've never given the formal, like, preparation and all that stuff that I just told you. But, I mean, I think it's – that's what I've told him kind of in a weird way before, which is how I, like, met Joyce and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he uh, – I don't know, like – I guess he's very pessimistic with some of the stuff, I feel like. Yeah, I think he's more so, like, pessimistic when it comes to... Luck. He keeps telling me he's... he's yeah, yeah. Yeah, luck and... Honestly, like, the value of friendships. And how a relationship... Like, obviously, everyone is free to, to have their own opinions. But personally, for me, I feel like relationship a relationship shouldn't cover all your basic all your needs in terms of a social aspect or in, or in terms of having people there for you like the power of friendship is actually a huge aspect in life that should not be ignored that i feel like if your purpose in life is to find the one or a relationship then you're still going to be severely lacking if you don't have friendships to support that as like the supporting cast as you said okay this this sounds <laughs> This is going to sound very rude, but good thing we're not naming names exactly. Yeah. But I think the person we're talking about is very spoiled with very, very good friends. So That's they don't, what I they said don't too. value it as much because they always have their friends having their back. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's very naive sometimes because if they've never been in a low where their friends aren't there, then they don't understand that, right? Um, but I mean, like, even in my life and your life, you could probably name like three people that, you know, if you committed a murder, they'll definitely help you in whatever way they can. Right. Yeah. And those are like your closest people. Right. And mm -hmm. yeah. But like without them, I, I wouldn't be me. Like I, I, I wouldn't be able to accomplish my goals without them. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like there's a reason why I call. I th- I feel like I am pretty not heavy-handed. Would that be the right word? Um, I'm pretty or strict with people that I actually call my best friends. Yeah. And, and I think that like the ones that I actually pick and label as my best friends, they're high quality people. Uh, yeah, I mean, not even completely related to this topic. It's almost like a different topic, but I think, um, I think you can't love everyone. And I think the fact that if anyone tries to start loving other people, like as in like being very nice to everyone, it actually degrades the value of the people you truly care for. Um, it's kind of like you can't have all the, you know, you can't have everything. You can't have, you can't have, was it? the pie and eat it too or some shit i don't know what the saying is yeah it's 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 one of the sayings but it's kind of like when you do that it devalues the ones that are closest to you because like it just feels bad right it feels generic yeah yeah exactly you're just a yeah. yes man at that point unfortunately do you think i'm nice to everyone i think is you're that? pretty nice to everyone uh i think you're growing i think you've uh learned <laughs> to specify exactly who you want to be nicer to yeah um but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think it's I, like, because you're an extrovert, it's like you get energy from being with uh, more people. So it like makes more sense for you. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely people that I'm not that nice to on purpose and it's nice, I guess. I think there's very few people I'm not nice to, but my standard of being like average to is already really low. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is for sure. So, like the people I think I'm not nice to, I really don't like them, and then everyone else I'm very average to. So, like, no disrespect. Like, if you see me and I, you say hi, I say hi, and I walk away, I'm just like that to everyone else. You're, you're not. Unfortunately, you're not special. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like when I first met you, I thought you were a really mean person. You know what? I can be. I can be. So, Wait. what would you do? in terms of your life purpose if somebody told you that you were not you would not be able to fulfill your life's purpose so if one of your main life life's purpose was to gain a lot of knowledge or advance here or there in engineering or be the top of your be an expert in your field in engineering what would you do if somebody one day told you that you are going to have you're going to be dyslexic or you're going to have Alzheimer's disease, early onset Alzheimer's disease that would severely impact your ability to retain knowledge or to be at the stage that you would want to be to be safe, to be satisfied with your career. Uh, so it depends who it is. So a doctor, I guess maybe. Yeah. Like if my friend told me I can do it, I'd say, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh if like i mean some some stuff i think i'm a i'm pretty practical so like if i was like a quadriplegic and i told the doctors i want to run and they said i can't i mean like that's kind of obvious uh <laughs> i mean there's some people that have defeated the odds by doing a lot of rehab right no i, I mean <laughs> like <laughs> your doctor is like sorry but you i can't walk yeah yeah i know i can't walk it's, it's just paper cuts yeah i can't walk yeah i know it's fine I'm just never gonna walk again. I mean, it must be a meme at that point, right? Going to paraplegic. I mean, it's the whole thing. I was like, I can't feel my legs, and then you know, you were already a paraplegic. But anyways, <laughs> um, like if it's if it's something to do with like the mental state, I actually think that we know so little. Um, so I would be in doubt, I guess. Oh, uh, if someone I'll, told you that you're gonna have early onset Alzheimer's, you'd be like, nah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Because I think no. uh, I think we don't know enough. So I think uh, like. I don't know, me being uh, almost professional, like, I have to admit when I don't know enough. Uh, but I feel like doctors don't usually admit that. But if they do, they'll, like, refer to a specialist. They'll refer to specialists. And, like, people get shit wrong all the time. Like, I would be very optimistic. I'd be like, nah, I don't think you're completely right. I'm gonna, like, just from what I've learned in the last, like, two, three years, of, like, things you can do to enhance your brain and your life and all that stuff and to, like, let you live longer, I, I think we know so little to the pure potential of our human bodies right now mm. so uh like right now i'd be like nah i don't think you're right i think there's stuff to do now if we truly learned all the pure potential of our life and that person told me that and he and i completely trust him like let's say we're in a state of the world where i can like read people's mind and he can read people's mind because of some device whatever right mm-hmm. like some, some, somewhere in the future and he's giving me his honest 100 percent logical uh opinion I would still ask, like, what are the chances? Like, if it's 1%, if it's 5%, if it's 10%, if it's 20%, like, what are the chances, right? And then even after that, if there's any percent, I would still try for it. If there's no percent, if it's, like, a null percent and it's completely logical, like, I've went through the math, then I'll be like, all right, it's time to adapt to the world. Like, it's time to adapt to how things are. Like, like there's something else. There's There's always something else, I feel like. I mean, I feel like uh, life is so pure and it's so giving. Like, it sucks because in Buddhism, like, life is suffering. But, like, to me, I think, like, there is so much in life that the suffering is worth it. Mm-hmm. So I would always, like, think of something, some other way, some pivot, some way to get around either to still get to my goal or get to a different goal. Like, pivot my goal. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's what I've always done a lot in life when, like, shits get thrown at me. I just okay what's the next plan what's the pivot well how how can we get around how can we either get through get around or diff- take a different path right yeah i don't know that's how i i, I would treat it I, it's a very optimistic approach it's a very like uh, very, very movie like approach but. okay so like what if it was guaranteed what would you do like what if somebody said that you are showing signs of alzheimer's disease and it is highly likely within the trajectory of your diagnosis that you will have Alzheimer's within two years and you'll have difficulty remembering and referring to things. How would you change your life then? Uh, I mean, like I said, I would make a pivot. Like I said, like pretty much if I can't get to that goal specifically, then I would pivot to another next best goal. All right, what would what would that be? So if I have a family at that point, then be like, okay, I can't be the titan of the industry I want to become. How do I become the best person for them while I'm still around? Because so as soon as Alzheimer's come in, then I'm not me anymore, essentially, right? So like during the time I have with them, how do I become the best me? Right. So like pretty much I think I always think about how do I become the best me? And in the most case, in the purpose of my life, it's how do I become the best me in my career, my job, and like learning and stuff and advancing my knowledge. But if I truly can't get that, then I can still be the best me in something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you it's were a, told that now, and you don't have a family. Oh my god, you're just throwing all the fucking scenarios, right? I'm very curious. You're like, what, what if would your what, what would your next plane? what would your next thing be that you would focus on in life? Uh, I think it'd be spirituality. I would be so if I don't have a family, and I don't have any like I don't have someone I love. I assume. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the scenario? Your exact scenario right now. I'm fucking unlovable. 
Um, I mean, I feel like you're lovable, judging by the fact that you have joys. I, I mean, I okay, so if I can't, if I don't have family, I don't have anyone I love, or, like, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm orphaned, I'm Batman, all that stuff. Uh, I think it would be probably either... Sp- Probably spirituality. Hmm. I would say spirituality a monk? Or, or justice. I, I mean, a monk wouldn't be bad, but uh, I don't think I would do that. Uh, I think, I don't know, like, I think spirituality is kind of different. Like, it's it's hard to explain. I think um, spirituality is like a connection and... I think all religions and all religions are right and wrong at the same time. So all all religions teach the right things, but I think um, the true like life right goal is like a mixture of all religions. Oh, so I think I'd want to find what that is. Like it's it's almost like I'd be the ultimate atheist. Dang. Yeah. So I I mean, if I can't pursue knowledge and I can't pursue like family and love. I think that'd be the third best. I mean, at this point, I don't have much left, right? <laughs> How much more is there? I can't pursue. Just off yourself. I mean, the other thing is the the will or conscious. I, I it'd be kind of nice to fight for like human justice of stuff, but I feel like. Do you really care about human justice? No, I mean, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I do, but it's. Uh, I think in the current state of the world, it's become too woke for me. Uh, just yeah i don't know it's just too hard interesting yeah i think i don't have enough like empathy for that exact thing it's it's pro- it's probably going to still be something very egotistic which is like no spirit thing Mm-mm. i think that if i was told that i i was in the same position so like i had alzheimer's and i couldn't focus on and you have Game. 11 toes. And I have 11 toes. Well, first of all, I'm just going to go into the kitchen, use a Chinese cleaver, and just off that. <laughs> but, like, secondly, if I cannot advance my career or gain much knowledge within two years, then I think I would just go hard on. Wait, you only have two years to live? Well, like, if it was the scenario was in two years, you'll get Alzheimer's. Yeah, but that's not death yet. I know, but then, like, you'll significantly. Yeah, that's true be handicapped i would focus i would probably just focus on myself oh yeah more self-love for sure because if you're if you become but how you don't even remember to love yourself you don't even remember that's your goal like write that shit down oh like 50 first dates yeah maybe like i'm writing like i have i keep a diary and i have a a book thing that I'm adding to that I kind of want to publish one day. I would probably focus on that within those two years. You become so famous and you can publish it. Yeah, and then everyone thinks I'm I'm fucking like famous and shit, and they see me and I forget what everyone's talking about. I mean, yeah, don't, I I mean the also part about spirituality is like a lot of that stuff is very routine like, so it's very easy to do. I think when you have Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't be like singing mantras, but like meditating. Like <laughs> you're literally going to like null space, right? So. You literally don't need, say, a brain. You just need a soul for that, if that makes mm, sense. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's interesting uh, scenarios. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think 
the purpose right now is still the same, but I think it will change. I think it might change. Um, like, I think when people get older, they also get jaded. So, like, the path to knowledge actually... That's I actually insane. think your age affects all these spheres so much. I think older people don't care too much about um, the sphere of mind, actually. I think they get very jaded and they don't uh, they don't care for it as much. That's so sad. I mean, I think it's true. I, I think, like, maybe some don't, but then some will see, like, oh, no, I want I'd rather raise a family and all that shit. And, yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, and then, the, and then they'll adjust. Right. Oh, just probably to the sphere of possession or the sphere of heart. Um, like it's so. I mean, it's rare, but it's so rare. To, it's so hard to see the, the poor artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like the artist that that dedicates their life to to their art, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's just when you get older, you just get more practical mm-hmm. and more jaded in life of these like naive um, dreams. Definitely think that becoming more jaded. Like I used to think that. Um, becoming jaded was something that you can control. I think it's just maturity, honestly. But yeah, I think a part of it is just going through life. Yeah, and then just seeing how like some scenarios just don't work. Like you just can't do that. If someone were to ask you, I don't think it's exactly the same question as somebody's life's purpose versus like what do you think the meaning of life is? Okay. But what do you think the meaning of life is? I think uh there is no meaning in life. Um So I think on a personal level, there is meaning to life. But I think if you're talking about like, you know, why are we here? Why is like mankind here and all this stuff? I think there is none. I think we're like a statistical blip. I think the universe is so big that it was guaranteed there will be this statistical blip because the universe is so big. So mm-hmm. pretty much like because if the you say the universe is infinite, that means there's infinite possibilities. So that means this possibility is definitely guaranteed. So I I do believe like there are aliens out there. Like there are other possibilities guaranteed because it's like infinite, right? It's like, it's not like what are the odds of finding a planet? It's what are the odds of not finding a planet? If that makes sense. Mm. Because there's so many stars there. There's so like this, the statistics just doesn't make sense to not find one that's viable for another like human life, right? It might be very low statistically, but if you take any percentage and you multiply by infinity, you're always going to get something, right? um so but i think that's all it is like it's just a statistical blip in the universe uh we are nothing compared to the universe in terms of time like literally a thousand years can pass a comet can come and everything can get wiped out right yeah um so pretty much until we can surpass that uh we're nothing but a statistical blip if we can surpass that then we are the gods of the universe Ooh. that's that's the only two ways i can think of it so like as soon as we can control um interplanetary powers and shit like that then we are the gods of the universe and then if we can't surpass that i think what's that called that's the, the the great filter if we can't pass the great filter then there is no actual meaning in life in my opinion i think it's just uh like personally there's 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 uh there's meaning but like why are we here kind of it's just it's just the circumstances were right kind of thing Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I think at least. I mean, I don't think there was a higher purpose, but I do think if we surpass the great filter, then we just become gods, and then we're all simulation after. Whoa. I mean, it just it makes sense to be a like. If I had that much computing power, I would I would make a simulation. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I mean, like I think anyone, almost anyone would like. Like, people would, wouldn't even know they want to make a, a simulation. Like, you'd go up to them. Like, just say some 
high school student and be like, hey, what if I told you you could um, try to calculate the next winning lottery ticket number? Then you'd be like, yeah, for sure, I want to do that. Well, that's literally simulating an entire universe, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I would say that the meaning of life, I've, I've asked myself this a few times, what I think the meaning of life is. And I don't think that it's like, it's very logical to think that the meaning of there is no meaning of life because we're just like a statistical blip but i want to think that there is some reason to having life here and i personally think that the reason the meaning of life is to experience life so regardless if it's a good thing or a bad thing or what you're experiencing is good or bad the fact that you get to experience life and this seems kind of like is that more hypocritical because i said i wasn't like so much of a super pro-lifer earlier but I feel like it's like when you actually are alive, the meaning of life is to live life and live life. Yeah, but that's that's like well, a like a personal like that, that. That's probably what I agree with It's a personal. But like, isn't yeah. that question usually like, you know, like, why did God put us here or something, something okay. like that, right? Like, is that usually the, the yes scenario? Yes and no. So like, if I were to think about it in a not necessarily a scientific way but like if you believe in the universe manifesting all that all that shit i feel like i got this idea after doing an interesting um shroom trip but i feel like if we were to go further into why i think this this isn't really personal so earlier i said that the meaning of life is to experience life but i think that if there was some sort of consciousness or something that created consciousness in humans, then maybe it's that we just wanted to actually experience life. Like if you think that everyone, this is going to sound really like absurd, but if you think that everyone is one person and that like there is no way that you can prove that other people on earth exist and that like there's any other conscious others aside from your conscious like you're the main character yeah you're you're the main character no one else really exists everyone in your life is a way of teaching you a lesson or having you reflect on something that you need to learn if you're the one that was in control of all this and you're essentially the one that like because you're such a main character you're the one that essentially created the universe life and everything if you had that sort of i guess power then wouldn't you want to create a humanoid form of yourself so that you could experience life in a way that isn't physics bound? Isn't that sense? just similar to you saying life is a simulation? Like it's your simulation now. Yeah, so. it's like your yeah, it's your simulation. And if if you were, I guess, like the algorithm and the code behind everything, you would create a humanoid form of yourself so that you could experience things that you wouldn't be able to experience as the universe or as the algorithm or as the module but how would you know that experience so like if there was a code that if there was a code that was running in the background that created this entire simulation then the code i would assume that the code would want to create an ai interface in order to experience this other aspect that it wouldn't be able to experience as a body of code in itself so like in other terms if 
the universe was a simulation and the universe could create humans in order to experience the things that a universe would not be able to experience. Like the universe can't cry, the universe can't laugh, the universe can't make good memories, but a human can. And that's kind of like if this was all a simulation, then the code would create an AI or a humanoid form, like, yeah, like an AI or a bot in order to experience those things. Uh, but if it created the bot, then wouldn't it know what that experience is? I if mean, you can tell somebody how it feels like to be sad or happy, but to actually go through those emotions is a whole nother thing, I feel. Okay, I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just, uh, I'm just thinking, like, if, if you were to code that, then you'd have to know how it feels in order to code it. Um, I mean, if you really, if technology was that advanced, then at that point, you would, ass- I think it's safe to assume that the AI would be sentient. And before the AI becomes sentient, then you would not be able to understand that or be able to feel that because the sentient part is kind of something that diverges from the data that you do give it even if you don't know how it feels like to feel those emotions you could describe it but to actually go through them would be a different story so then i guess what you're saying is that our simulation could literally be an ai that went sentient and rogue and then created this whole universe in order to feel what we feel because that's the only thing it's missing in its database yeah oh, okay i mean yeah that's a possibility uh, uh, yeah I mean, it goes back to the simulation, and then that AI puts itself into the shoes of the humanoids, and it only replicates the environment without replicating the feelings, but it can already map the entire human brain, so then it can create humans um, to interact with the AI, so then the AI can f- know exactly what those things are feeling. But once it, like, if it creates consciousness, actually, I don't know, I'm not sure. It could be, it sounds like it could be right, but then well, if it did create consciousness wouldn't it be able to like you can't create consciousness without knowing those things or can you i don't know like i guess you could create something else that's sentient if you become sentient but somehow not make it go rogue and then feel these things like if i were to if this was a simulation and you were the only consciousness here yeah. then I, I believe the reason why you would create a humanoid form of yourself would be to feel those feelings or to experience actual life itself and then to create more humans or more humanoid things that would allow you to like experience more of these things so it's stuck on like an infinite loop then like the ai that's become sentient's goal is to know what feelings feel like so then they create a simulation and once they create the simulation they realize that i need to create another simulation with slightly different environmental effects so then I can get different feelings from it, and then I'm going to catalog all these feelings. Maybe that's then... the explanation for dimensions. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I think usually when... So like on a personal level, I think there's a purpose in life. But I think, like, why are we here type of question, I think there's not really a answer to that. I think mm-hmm. it's a very... Yeah, it's just a small thing, I think. That's what I think, at least for the purpose. I see. But Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, we talked about our purpose of our lives. What is your purpose in your life? How much get bitches? How much hentai do you money. need to watch before you are <laughs> satisfied? How much JAV show do you have to listen to before you are satisfied? All of it, every episode, every single episode. Well, if so, you're gonna have to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> 
and turn on the notification bell. But yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this philosophical journey that we went on. We pretty much discussed the purpose, the meaning of our lives. Uh, I think we got, I, I think this is like a never ending like discussion topic because there's so many different like points of views and potential purpose, but it's also like an ever changing thing. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be quite interesting to see in the future what we think it is. But I, I think we have, I think we think we know what our purpose is. Uh, but we'll see in short time, I think, of what that it truly is. I mean, it'd be cool one day to like archive all these podcasts and come back and see like, man, that guy was fucking stupid. What was he <laughs> thinking about? You know? Like yeah. Your future self? Yeah. Sometimes you look back and you're like, fuck. I mean, just full cringe when you look full back. Full idiocracy right there. Yeah, fucking sucks. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. Tune in to the next one. We have nothing planned, so you'll, you'll be just as surprised as we are. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep, see you. See you next time.